0: I never like leaving London, yet once I'm away, I do appreciate it. Your advice was, as always sounds, Watson. It's essential to break the pattern of one's routine, get away
1: and refresh oneself. Particularly for a man who works as intensely as you do. In the trouble is, Holmes, that you're too successful. Far too well known, perhaps. I try to remain in the background as much as possible. Oh, no one's likely to know you down here in Long Oakley. Well, here's to a pleasant stay. Good health. Good health, Watson.
2: I don't believe it. It can't be, gracious me. Why, oh, it's incredible. It's Sherlock Holmes. Don't you remember me, Holmes? No, <laughs> Betty. Remember? The Bruce Partington plan.
1: Present the stories of Sherlock Holmes.
3: Death at Long Oakley.
1: I'm afraid I spoke the truth when I said that throughout the length and breadth of Great Britain, Sherlock Holmes had become a household name. By the turn of the century, his fame had spread throughout Europe. And so, I should not have been surprised when, while taking a few days off in the country, Holmes was recognised. It was in the bar of the spotted dog at Long Oakley in Saxonfield. We'd only just arrived at the inn, and had been comfortably accommodated in downstairs rooms with a private sitting room. But, as always, we found the warmth and companionship of the bar far more agreeable. And after all, that is where the local folk gathered.
0: Of course I remember you, Barry. You retired soon after we'd solved that case at the Ministry. That's good to see you again. You're now content to the, the local squire,
2: is that so? Yes, I suppose that's what it amounts to. Ah, Dr. Watson. How do you do? Hello, Barry. Nice meeting you again. What are you doing down here? Not in the course of duty, I hope.
0: No, just a few days out of town. Watson as a doctor, says it's very essential. We're here until Monday, that's all.
2: Oh, and well, then I insist you come to lunch tomorrow. i carriage sent for you. I live at Berry Lodge, just a few miles across the valley. Live there alone now. Just my nephew, Roger, and a man-servant. But it's comfortable enough. Uh, Will 12 noon, suit so you all right? No, we have no
1: plans. What do you say, Watson? That sounds most agreeable. I don't know this district, but the countryside
2: appears quite lovely. Oh, it is. I'll be able to show you about. Uh, please don't think me rude, but I have a special appointment with one of my tenants. Oh, Usual troubles with rents and leases. I have to leave you. Uh, but I, I shall look forward to tomorrow. The carriage...
0: We'll arrive at 12. Thank you. We shall look forward to it also.
2: Goodbye for now, then. Until tomorrow.
0: Night. Good night, night, Ah, So even down here, I have reminders of the past. Shall we have another drink before supper, Watson?
1: The inn was most comfortable, and the service excellent. After a good night's rest, Holmes and I spent the morning walking the village and surrounding lanes. We returned just before noon, and a carriage arrived for us on the stroke of 12. The drive along the valley was extremely pleasant, and very large looked small but picturesque, hidden amongst tall elm trees. Our driver, who it seems was the local gardener, dropped us at the porch. by
2: Ah, hey, you hey, be, gentlemen.
0: Thank you. Oh, by Jove, look, Watson... The very latest in motor cars. Yeah,
2: oh. them new fangled machines banging away over the countryside, frightening all the animals, stinking the place out with their fumes. Uh, ought not to be
1: allowed. What well, make is it, Holmes? I don't think I've seen a car like that before. It's a
0: Panhard, 1903, last year's model. Extremely smart. Now, oh, this is the transport of the future, Watson. Who owns this machine? It can't be Leopold Berry, surely.
2: Oh, no, he belongs to young Mr. Roger Berry, sir. Oh, well, I don't know where youth is coming to. Up and down to London, and it is all the time. Well, sooner him than me. Come on, Bessie old girl, come on. Day to you, gentlemen. I'll be ready to drive you back to the dog whenever you want him. Come on now, come on, Bessie old girl. Come on now, Come on. Excuse me,
1: Mr. Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Watson. The master is expecting you. Will you kindly step this way? Thank you. The grey-haired man-servant who met us at the porch showed us into the house. It was simply but tastefully furnished in a colonial style. We were ushered into a small sitting room and asked to make ourselves comfortable. Holmes, unlipped pipe in his mouth, gravitated towards the bookcases, and I found myself staring out across the well-kept lawns. But not for long. Because we could not help overhearing a conversation coming from beyond the folding doors of an adjacent room.
2: I'm sorry, it's quite out of the question, Roger. But why, Uncle? I've
4: been honest with you. I told you that I'm in love with her. I want to marry
2: her. It's impossible, I forbid it. It's quite absurd. I have no desire to discuss the matter further.
4: I am over 21. I can do as I please. And you won't even meet, Claire. But I'm sure if you did, you wouldn't take this unreasonable attitude. Roger, she is a coarse girl. She is a dancer. She works in the theatre, but that's not a crime. I won't
2: discuss this.
4: Excuse me? Uncle, I'm going up to town. I shall see Claire in the show, and then I intend bringing her back here to this lodge. I have a right to ask my friends down. I've done it before. I'm asking Claire to come here, and you will have to meet her. And if I forbid it? I shall still invite her. You're too much of a gentleman to ignore her. Oh, please, Uncle, meet her, talk to her. you well, see for yourself what a wonderful, lovely girl she is. Don't refuse me this, please. Roger, I have
2: far too many other important things on my mind at the moment. I cannot agree to this. Now, excuse me. I'm expecting guests. I cannot agree to anything, you may say. Excuse yeah, me. You
4: can't leave things like this.
2: Ah, you're already here. Uh, sorry to have kept you waiting. Oh, well, uh, meet my nephew, Roger. Roger, this is Mr. Sherlock Holmes and his colleague, Dr. Watson. How
0: do you do? How do you do? How do you do? How do, you do? How do, you do? Look, I'm
4: sorry not to stay and talk, but I have to go up to town.
0: In the Panard, just waiting outside. It's a fine model. Thank you.
4: I enjoy driving it. I hope to see you again sometime, Mr. Holmes and Dr. Watson. Uh, Goodbye, Uncle. I shall return from town about midnight.
3: Excuse me.
2: Well, now, come, let me show you around my humble abode and then a drink before lunch. Uh, Would you care to see the garden first? It was a pleasant visit. And in the late afternoon, the
1: old gardener was called upon to drive us back to the inn. If Holmes had any inkling of the trouble to come, he didn't express it. We spent the rest of the day quietly. I retired to my room quite early, leaving Holmes reading and smoking his pipe in our sitting room. It was about one o'clock the next morning when I was roughly awakened. Watson, hmm? Watson, wake, wake up. You, wake up.
0: Come on, wake up. You must dress quickly. Watson. Uh, uh, what on earth? What is it, Holmes? What's the matter? A message from the lodge. The carriage is here again we have to go up there straight away it's leopold berry he's dead i stumbled
1: out of bed and dressed hurriedly trying to realize what holmes was telling me it seemed that roger berry had returned from london with his girlfriend claire rochelle to find his uncle dead on the floor of his study he called the gardener who lived in a nearby cottage and he, in turn, had gone to the local police and stopped at our inn to alert Sherlock Holmes. Naturally, we made our way up to the lodge as quickly as possible. There was a country sergeant talking to a white-faced Roger who was trying to comfort a somewhat hysterical young woman.
4: It's all right, folks. I know it. I shouldn't have come down here. He did it because of me. I know, it please, please, I Claire, know it. please, please, please. it you Control yourself. Ah, oh, Mr. Holmes, oh. Dr. Watson... This is Sergeant Marks. Sergeant, this is the famous Mr. Sherlock Holmes who's visiting the village. He knows. He knew my uncle. Good evening, Sergeant.
0: Uh, do you mind telling me just
3: what has happened? I've only just arrived here myself, Mr. Holmes. It seems there's been a tragic death. Mr. Roger, here has sent for me.
0: Gas. Do I smell
3: gas? Yes, that's right.
4: Let me explain as briefly as possible. sir. Claire and I motored back from town getting down here about midnight. I left the car outside and we came in the front way. The light was on in the study, and I thought my uncle had stayed up for us. He knew I'd invited Claire down. I asked Care to wait in here while I went for Uncle. I don't know. I, I want to meet him yet, Roger. I'm scared. Oh, nonsense. He'll love you the minute he sees you. Just wait here. He's in the study. The light's on. Just across the hall. I, I'll get the two of you together and you can talk while I put the car away. Oh, no. No, stay with us. I, I don't want to be with him alone. Uncle? Uncle, are we here? Uncle, may I come in? Uncle? What the devil? <coughs> Uncle! Uncle! Oh, no! Uncle, <coughs> it can't be. Uncle! What it? <coughs> What's the matter? Stay where you are. Stay there. What is <coughs> it? Claire. Claire, there seems to be trouble. Uncle. Uh, the gas. It must have been an accident or he must have gassed himself. What? He's just lying there. No, no, do, don't, don't go in. But... Please, uh, go out of here. Down the back way to the cottage. Call the gardener. <coughs> Get help. I- we need a doctor at the police. No, go, darling, please go. Claire went for help, and I, I went back into the room. I uh, turned off the gas fire in the hearth and uh, opened the French windows. You didn't touch the body. Well, I well I tried to drag him out, but uh, the fumes were too strong. I thought he might still be alive, but I'm sure now that he wasn't. All is exactly as I found it. Please, Mr. Holmes, come and see for yourself. If he's gassed himself, then then why? Why should he do such a thing? Why? Uh.
1: Followed Holmes and Sergeant Marks across the hall and into the study. There was still a faint smell of gas in the room. The body of Leopold Berry lay on its right side on a rug in front of the fireplace. The knees were drawn up, and the posture looked so comfortable that at first glance he could have been fast asleep. Holmes knelt beside the body.
0: Mm. No one has been in here or moved to the body, Sergeant?
3: No, no one, except Mr. Roger when he found things exactly like this. What of the man-servant who let us in at lunchtime? He goes up for weekends, he does, up to town. And Betty was here alone this evening. That's right. Perhaps that's why he took the opportunity of doing away with himself. No one was about to stop him. He didn't kill himself, Sergeant.
0: He was murdered. Murdered? But what makes you say that? Well, there's been a blow on the cheek here, hasn't there? You see? Ah, that is a quite definite bruise. You
1: think someone knocked him unconscious and then turned the gas on and left him? Well, it could be so.
0: Uh, could you examine him, Watson? I don't expect a detailed report. We'll have to wait for a post-mortem for that. But can you estimate the time of death? Oh, well,
1: give me a little while, Holmes. I remember to bring my pocket egg kit
0: along. Makes a first aid examination easier. So it's just a, a few minutes. I'll mm, well, try not to disturb the position of the body. Uh, look, I think it's very important to the case. Now, Sergeant, tell me all you can about the deceased. I knew him professionally some years ago, but I'm not familiar with his private life. Is Roger Berry his only relative? As far as I know, yes.
3: Rumour has it that Mr. Berry was a very rich man. Roger is his only heir, next of kin. Of course, there may be a will. The lawyers, Ackett and Brown, handled all these affairs. They'll be able to tell us about that. Mm. The estates are quite big, I
0: believe. He must have had difficulties from time to time. Did he have any enemies amongst his tenants? Well, no, no, don't think so. Some folks didn't care for his high-handed manners, but, well, don't think anyone around here wished him any harm. Mm, I see. i not usually called into a case of sudden death until long after all the clues have been destroyed by the police. This is one of those rare occasions when the answer should be clear to me. Have you any comment, Watson? Well, I can tell you that the
1: man died as a result of gas poisoning. That he's been dead for approximately two hours, certainly no longer. I estimate that he died at 11 o'clock last night. 11 o'clock? Well, the post-mortem will be more specific, but I'll wager that I'm not out more than 20 minutes by the way.
0: 11 o'clock? That's curious.
3: That means Mr. Roger can't have anything to do with it. He was in
0: London collecting his girlfriend about that time. Yes, yes. Yes, I think you'd better go and take a statement to that effect, don't you, Sergeant? Just take down the times when Roger arrived at the theatre, all the people he saw, the time he left London to drive back here. I have no doubt Miss Rochelle will be able to confirm the latter part of his story.
3: Yes, yeah, right-o, Mr. Holmes.
0: Anything else I can do? No, not at the moment. Uh, Watson and I will come through if we want anything.
3: Very well, Mr. Holmes. I'm certainly glad you happen to be visiting down here. It's a bit out of my depth I am, and no mistake. Uh,
0: Now, Watson, this has all the appearances of a most unusual case. I appreciate all that you've done, but... Now I want you to turn your attention to that bruise on the left side of the face. Uh But first, look at the position of the body. Could he have been asleep when the murderer struck him? It's possible, I suppose. Yes, but highly improbable. Have you a scalpel in that kit of yours? Oh, yes, of course. Why? Scrape a tissue from that bruise and then examine it under my powerful magnifying lens. Very
2: well.
1: I can't think why you should request this, apart from the fact that... Just wait a moment. This isn't a usual
0: bruise. This has been caused by... Hypostasis—that is a staining caused simply by the body leaning heavily against an object after death. It's a discoloration of the skin, more than a bruise, is it not? Yes,
1: yes, that's a good description, Mister Let me get a glass
0: on this. Right, Joe Holmes. Right.
1: There is no extravasation of blood in the skin tissue, sir. so
0: there was no bruising after death. Hmm. So he must have turned himself over or the body was moved after he had died by gas poisoning. Rogers said he was about to move the body, but didn't. Now, look, if the body was lying on its other side, that stain on the face could easily have been caused by hypostasis. Mm. Uh, Holmes, if the man wasn't knocked out first, how did anyone manage to gas him? Well, he may have been rendered unconscious by some other means, Watson. (sighs) Well, it's all too puzzling for me. Yes. It's going to become rather more mystifying, in my opinion, but let's try an experiment. Once again, I must ask you to use your undoubted strength, Watson. Will you please pick up the body? Pick it up? And... Oh, well, very well. <coughs> now, you, you see from the way he's lying that it's easy to carry him. Now, can you very carefully turn him over and place him back on the rug? <coughs> right. Try not to alter the position of the limbs. Carefully now, gently. Uh, there. That is it? Yes. That's it. Now you see what you've done. You place the body back so that the head falls forward and the bruise or bloodstain is now hidden in the rug. In other words, this proves that the body lay in this position for some considerable time after death. Now, what does that mean? Yes, that the
1: murderer had some reason for turning the body over, or that he was gassed in another room and carried in here later. Excellent, Watson.
0: Excellent. We should make a detective out of you even yet. And there is one more point that backs up this theory. When Roger and Miss Rochelle arrived in this house, they didn't smell gas immediately, did they? But if this gas fire had been turned on full an hour before then, the whole of the ground floor would have been reeking with the gas, now, wouldn't it? Well, yes, of course. Then
1: he was gassed in another
0: room. Upstairs, perhaps. Oh, perhaps. Well, let's slip upstairs and take a look, shall we? Particularly in the master bedroom. We should be able to make it without disturbing the sergeant at his job of taking statements. Come Watson, follow me. Yes, this is the bedroom. Light that lamp, will you, Watson? The... Right. Now, what I'm looking for is a small bottle. It should be near the bedside. Look, there's a large gas
1: fire here, Holmes, but it doesn't look as though it's been used lately. Shall I try
0: the other room? No, 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 I don't think that would be necessary. Yes, of course it could have been taken away.
1: Hmm? What do you mean? Uh, what are you looking for, Holmes?
0: A small Holmes? bottle. Perhaps a pillbox. Well,
1: what do you expect it to
0: contain? I'm not sure, but... Well, if Berry wasn't knocked out, then... Uh... Ah, Yes, what have we here? The very thing, sleeping tablets. And the box is empty. Yes, the label reads, one tablet to be taken at night as directed. Oh yes, yes, it's slowly fitting together. And uh, now Watson, we must go downstairs and examine the outside of the house as silently as possible. Uh, bring the lamp with you. Make no sound. We must slip out of the front door and round the side path. Uh, Quietly. This way, Watson. but' sure you are thinking of a burglar, Holmes. There's no evidence at all to show that the house has been broken into. No, 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 no. I don't think it was. Uh, look, there's the car, Roger. There is handsome new panard standing there just in front of the studio windows. Now come along. I'm always interested in the latest cars, and this model more than any. Uh, good. Now I shall have to make a detailed examination. Now note, Watson, that this model has a large buggy seat at the back. It can be opened and used as an extra seat or to store luggage in. Now let's try, shall we? Uh, Yes, you see? It's large, quite comfortable. Of course, one is forced to look at the hood of the car all the time, but it is an extra seat. And what we here? A large, woollen travelling rug. That's interesting. Yes, and on the floor under the rug. uh, uh, Place the lamp down on the ground, will you, please, Watson? Now, I'll close this first. Uh, 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 There you are. Well, I'm blessed if I know what this has got to do with the man
1: gassed inside the house.
0: I've told you many times, Watson, that when all other possibilities have been ruled out, the remaining facts, however strange they must seem, point to the truth. Now, let's see. Under the car. I yes. Yes.
1: Holmes examined the car, top, bottom, and inside out. He worked thoroughly and swiftly, and eventually stood up, straightened his hat, dusted his hands, and filtered his pipe.
0: Yes, I... Mm. I think we can go inside now, Watson. I've just solved a most ingenious murder. I'm so sorry to have kept you waiting. Oh, you've
4: taken detailed statements, Mr. Holmes. I do come in, sit down, pour yourselves a drink. I think you must need one.
0: Thank you. How do you feel now, Miss Rochelle?
4: Uh, a, a bit better, thank you, Mr. Holmes. Why do you think Roger's uncle killed himself? Was it because of me? The shame of, of Roger loving it. A chorus girl. Someone not worthy of him.
0: Miss Rochelle, it is not you who's the unworthy person. It is the man you think you are in love with.
4: Look
0: here, sure. what is this? What, what do you mean? You could hardly have realized that you were an unknown witness to murder this evening. You see, there was a third person in the car that drove you back here from London. What nonsense are you raging about? I'll tell you. You drove back here early last evening, didn't you? You continued your quarrel with your uncle. When he was adamant, you put into action a very careful plan. You gave your uncle a large dose of sleeping tablets and his after-dinner brandy. He soon fell into a drugged sleep. Then you carried him out and placed him in the buggy seat of your car, covered him with a rug and drove to London. You knew that the exhaust gas from a car produces the same post-mortem effects as coal gas, carbon monoxide. Before leaving this house, you turned on the gas tap in the study. Not too much, just a little bit. This is absurd. I've examined the car. You had to make a small adjustment. A rubber pipe connecting the exhaust to a hole in the bottom of the buggy seat. Tell me, Miss Rochelle, before leaving London, did Roger have trouble in starting the car?
4: Oh, yes. He backfired a few times, and when he got out and made an adjustment under the car, of course everyone laughed as we drove off.
0: But it went quite well after that. The exhaust tunes going up into the buggy seat, which was quite firmly closed. Leopold Berry was lying on his left side. During the journey, he died, and a bruise formed on his cheek. When you arrived here, the car was parked outside the French window. You entered... Roger discovered the body. You didn't see it, because it wasn't there. After you'd gone to get help from the gardener, Roger slipped out of the windows, gathered the body up from the buggy seat and carried it in, placing it down on the rug, but on its right side, not to the left. That's a lie. It's a filthy lie. You'll never prove it in court. Never. Never. I will fight it in court. You can never prove this.
2: <laughs>
0: of course, I can prove it quite easily, Watson. Roger Berry killed his uncle because he wanted the money he will break down and confess. Evidence will be given after the post-mortem that tiny deposits of oil will be found in the lungs, proving that it was exhaust gas that killed Leopold Berry and not coal gas. The most ingenious plan of murder. Very clever. Just a little too clever, don't you think? Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes. With Graham Armitage as Holmes and Kerry Jordan as Dr. (music) Watts.